Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We are in Daniel chapter 6, and the king was in a pickle. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you've been had? Huh? Has anybody ever taken advantage of you? Have you ever made a mistake about something? Have you ever thought this would be a great idea and did something? It turns out it wasn't a great idea. That, boy, I tell you, the king has done something right here. Remember, the king's leadership had come to him, and it talked him into signing this injunction, this edict that everybody must worship the king for 30 days. If you worship anything other than the kings and his idols over that 30-day period, you'll be thrown into the lion's den. Well, guess what? The king signed it. Daniel continued doing what he did, which was praying three times a day. The men who had manipulated all this knew that. As soon as the agreement was signed, they saw that Daniel was continuing to pray. And so then they go into the king. And let's pick it up. We looked at this a, a little bit yesterday. Verse 12 of Daniel chapter 6. They approached and spoke before the king about the king's injunction. And they said this to the king. Did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any god or man besides you, O king, for 30 days is to be cast in the lion's den? The king replied, the statement is true. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. Then verse 13. Then they, remember that they are these <coughs> satraps and the commissioners. Then they answered and spoke before the king. Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction which you sign, but keeps making his petition three times a day. Verse 14. Then as soon as the king heard this statement, he was deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel. And even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. The king was doing everything he could, folks, to rescue him. And he worked until the very moment that the sun went down, which apparently was the time when they had to bring forth the judgment, the execution of the law. Now, verse 15 of Daniel 6. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said to him, again, notice that, came by agreement. They were all in cahoots together, folks. So they said to the king, recognize, O king, that it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or statute which the king establishes may be changed. They were pressing the king. They were keeping in front of him that, hey, you can't change this law. We know you've been exerting everything you could all day long, and you've been trying to figure out some way to get around this. But remember, when it is signed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, so apparently this was some special form of document. When this injunction of statute was signed, the king can't, can't change it. So verse 16, then the king gave orders and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, your God whom you constantly serve will himself deliver you. Whoa. Folks, that right there is rather profound. So what happens? The king does everything that he can. He can't do anything else. Now, when you say, why didn't he just ignore it? If he ignored it, his people would have killed him. He would have lost his throne. They would have been an uprising because he would have denied the law. 
So the king gets Daniel in there, and he casts him in the lion's den. The last thing it says to him, your God, whom you serve constantly, will himself deliver you. You know, that is a bit of a proclamation of faith and belief in the God of Daniel, is it not? We'll see more as we go through the story. But he was simply declaring, you know, I have done everything that I can. Your God will deliver you. It wasn't, I, I hope that your God will deliver you. It wasn't, Daniel, I've done everything I can. Sorry, I got into this trap right here, but I can't do anything. But maybe your God will get you out of it. No, he just simply says, your God, whom you constantly serve, will himself deliver you. Notice that constantly serve. There wasn't even a 30-day taking off a time period right here because I made a stupid proclamation. No, your God will do it. Verse 17, a stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that nothing would be changed in regard to Daniel. So they throw him in the lion's den. They roll a stone over it. They seal it. They put wax around the stone, and they seal it with the king's ring and then the signet of the nobles, whoever was there. They sealed it also to where nobody could come along and say that they someone had snuck in and rolled the stone away and broke the seal and got Daniel out. None of that. Nobody could rescue him. The king couldn't rescue him. The nobles couldn't rescue him. The Hebrew people couldn't rescue him. Verse 18, then the king went off to his palace and spent the night fasting and no entertainment was brought before him and his sleep fled him. Folks, the king was quite distraught by this because in verse 14, he was described as being deeply distressed. He knew that he had been tricked. He knew he'd been lied to. He knew he'd been tricked. He knew he'd been entrapped. Have we not all been there in some form or another? And it was his own personal hubris that had brought him to this. You know, if he wasn't so full of himself when these guys came in and said, hey, why don't you do this? People only worship you. He wouldn't have gone, oh, yeah, yeah. But he did. And it was costing him his number one person in the land. Remember, the king was about to make Daniel over the commissioners and over the satraps. Daniel had been number two in power, only second to the king. The king knew that he had a special spirit upon him. Remember that? He knew all this. And now it was the fault of the king. And the king had done everything he could to get him out. And he couldn't. So the last thing he said was, your God will deliver you. The king puts him in there and he goes off to his palace. The king doesn't eat that night. No meal. He's fasting. The king doesn't have any entertainment. He didn't turn the TV on. It wouldn't have quiet been the TV. He wouldn't have brought the women in. He wouldn't have brought the women in for dancing. He wouldn't have brought the women in for other things. Okay? Had none of that. And his sleep fled from him. This tells us how disturbed he was. This also gives us some insight to the king that he had a soul, okay? That he had a conscience, that something was going on. You see to what degree in the next verse. But I'll tell you what, we'll pick that up the next time, okay? <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.